Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Elite. You already know I am your host, Mark G. Man, just so much to get into today. We look at the results of week eight in the NFL, whose Super Bowl hopes have been crushed already. Certified. Are we really ready to get over the Kansas City Chiefs? Like, are they completely done this year? Let's just start looking forward to next year. And of course, the NBA season has officially kicked off. I look at the first week games and I tell you why you shouldn't be putting your money on just the Lakers and Nets getting to the finals. And of course, you know, MLB baseball, the World Series is coming, is starting soon. We talk about that a little bit, despite Chad not being here again. Just stay locked in. This is the Elite. Thank you for tuning in. Of course, this is the Elite. I am your host, Mark G. Let's let's just go ahead and get into it. A bunch of a bunch of games happened this past weekend. Some of them with significant playoff impact. Some without. First game I want to talk about is this Kansas City Tennessee game. We all knew Kansas City's defense was trash, but the questions going into this game were how Tennessee's defense would react to Patrick Mahomes and how they would keep them in check. And just like I thought, Tennessee was able to keep Patrick Mahomes under wraps all game. Yeah, he he got over 200-plus passing yards, but he threw for zero touchdowns for the first time in his career. Kansas City ended up finishing with only three points for the entire game. But the biggest thing for me was the time of possession. Tennessee did a great job utilizing their strongest weapon in Derrick Henry in the short passing game in order to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, which in result led to him being Superman and trying to make extremely difficult plays that we're used to him making. But this time, Tennessee was ready for it, and he wasn't able to complete these play, these so-called fantastic plays that we're used to him seeing and that I'm pretty sure would be on his Hall of Fame highlight reel. He didn't have any help. Receivers were dropping the ball, and of course, towards the end of the game, in garbage time, he tried to do too much and ended up getting injured. Uh, results have already came back in later after that game that it, he passed concussion protocol. He should be fine and good to go. Now, my question to you guys is, are, y'all might agree with me, y'all might not, but I think we should just go ahead and give, despite them having Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback, I do believe that it's it's about time that we write it in for the Kansas City Chiefs because it, they've lost to the three teams already that they are certified going to see in the playoffs. The Bills, the Ravens, and the Tennessee Titans. Those three teams were their biggest problems, and they have lost now to all three. I think 
I think it's time this at least just for this season. I'm not saying for the future and that this team is not going to be the next great dynasty in the NFL. I'm just saying as of right now for this season, it's time it's it's time for Kansas City to go back to the drawing board and start preparing to either have a first round exit or miss the playoffs entirely. Because at the rate that their defense is playing and the way the offense looks discombobulated with how they're keeping the big plays from happening, uh, how defenses are scheming to keep the big plays from happening with Kansas City, I think that this year that the league was just more ready than Andy Reid and the crew anticipated. So the at this point, their their best bet is to just start planning on next year, resharing that offensive line and getting this defense corrected because my God, is it awful. I've seen some bad defenses since, and I'm only 25. I've seen some bad defenses throughout watching the NFL in my life, but this time this is just, this is just trash. This is absolute trash. Oh man. Another headline this past weekend was Tom Brady passed for his 600th touchdown pass. Only quarterback in NFL history to do that. Of course, we all agree that he's the the GOAT. There's no debate about that greatest of all time. I was once uh, one of those people that were kind of holding on to the Jerry Rices, the Jim Browns, Barry Sanders of the world as the GOAT. But we, I'm not going to argue with it no more. I'm jumping on the bandwagon. He is the certified GOAT. Now, the reason I bring up Tom Brady is because, as if you guys listened last week, he was one of those people who are an honorable mention in my MVP race, along with Josh Allen and Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford had a game this past week against his former team, the Detroit Lions. Now, this is this is all just a segue into quarterback moves that need to happen this offseason. This past offseason, the Lions clearly made a trade to get Jared Goff because they thought he would be he's he would be the future. I'm assuming that's what they were thinking, but they obviously weren't watching film from when he was in LA with Sean McVay. That he's a limited quarterback. He can get you so but so far, but Super Bowl winning, eh, you're gonna need a defense for that. Lions defense is not A one. It's not the worst, but it's not A one. So uh, unless Detroit plans on re- de- rebuilding that defense, Jared Goff is not the answer. The Rams, the Rams got away with a steal. Uh, I think the Rams got away with a steal. It's certified now that he's beaten Detroit, his former team. He just proved that Detroit's culture and franchise is in shambles, and there's a reason they haven't had a playoff win in almost what I'm assuming, uh, what like 50 years now. It's 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 just it's just sad to see because Detroit is such a historic football team that with so many great players, Night Train Lane, Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, and at one point y'all had Matt Stafford, probably the best quarterback y'all ever had in y'all history. But that's neither that's that's neither here nor there. I let Detroit fans just sit there and wallow in that one. Let's talk about, I want to talk about this, this rookie of the year race. 
real quick. Just just real quick. As we know, the Patriots and Jets played each other, in which, in typical fashion, the Jets lost horrendously, 54-13 to to the New England Patriots. Um, everybody was so hype on Trevor Lawrence. I'm liking what I'm seeing from Mac Jones. Granted, I still have Jamar Chase as my offensive rookie of the year, but instead of talking about Trevor Lawrence, I need people to pay a little bit more respect and lip service to Mac Jones. I know he's got a better head coach. I know the culture and system in New England is better fitted for him there than it is down there in Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence and even Cincinnati with Jamar Trace. But we cannot deny that this man, Mac Jones, just last week went toe-to-toe with the GOAT and could have gotten the win. Granted, a lot of that was because Belichick knows how to get to Tom Brady still. But you still need a a good quarterback to mount, to almost mount that comeback and keep y'all in the game. There's no denying that. There's absolutely no denying that. So I I just wanted to take a second and let y'all know that Mac Jones is the only other player on the offensive side of the ball that could win rookie of the year. Now, in order for him to actually put a stamp on it and him win, he has to lead the Patriots to the playoffs. And when I say he has to ball out, I mean he has to ball, ball out like two, tu- two, three touchdowns a game, keeping them in there, keeping them close like he's been doing and showing accuracy, minimalize his mistakes. And that's then it's the award is his. But until further notice, I'm still riding with Jamar Chase as offensive rookie of the year for this 2021 season. Let's. Let's transition over to the NBA. Of course, we know on opening night, it was the Bucks and Nets. And then that Friday, they played the Philadelphia 76ers. The Nets did. My focus right now is going to be on the Nets. Let's focus on the Nets for a second. This whole Kyrie Irving situation. Now, I think I'm one of those people that think Kyrie's just lost it. Me personally, if I'm getting paid that much money and all I need to do is go get a shot to get vaccinated and the vaccine is only going to keep me from getting sick and it's also going to help my team from getting sick and catching COVID-19, that way we don't have to worry about that aspect of it en route to a championship. I'm going to get the shot, get my money, and hopefully hold up a chip by the end, hold up a championship by the end of the season. But I'm not Kyrie Irving. He thinks he's on some kind of save the world mission i mean i can't argue with the man he's gonna hold his stance but that's neither here nor there i'm not here to debate that Kyrie irving needs to understand without him there he could potentially cost the nets the nba championship this year and i'm gonna tell you why the east is not to be slept on this year their main problem is going to be milwaukee secondly is going to be philly milwaukee because they're the reigning nba championship uh, reigning NBA champions, Giannis, and if anybody watched that tip-off game after the ring ceremony, you know he showed all this emotion. Giannis was locked in as soon as the ceremony was over. You could see it in his face. You could see it in his team's face. They were following his lead. He's locked in. Like, now nah, one is not good enough for me. I want more. I got the one to get y'all off my back. But now I'm here to get more to prove my level of greatness. 
Giannis is coming to get a second chip. Yes, yes, Brooklyn has KD, but without Kyrie and a healthy James Harden, I'll even go as far as to say, even with a healthy James Harden, the Nets aren't a surefire pick to get out of the East. Simply because of Giannis Antetokounmpo and that Milwaukee Bucks team. The chemistry, the continuity, the focus, and the leadership are all there with Milwaukee. Biggest thing is chemistry. Brooklyn Brooklyn last year with the big three on the court, they played like seven or eight games. Granted, the record was great. I think they only lost like two or three games, and those are to top-tier teams like Milwaukee or Philly. So it's just safe to say that we should not be betting on the Nets getting out of the East. Don't sleep on Milwaukee. And also, despite the whole drama with Ben Simmons, who I'll get to in a second, don't sleep on Philly either. I'm liking what I see from Philly. They, this kid Tyreek Maxey, I believe that's, uh, that was his name, Tyreek Maxey, and Matisse Thybul, they're going to be key pieces along with Seth Curry while Ben, while ben Simmons is out. And Andre Drummond has also showed to be a presence in the paint, playing defense, shutting down anything that comes in the paint when Joel Embiid is on the bench. The only question I have for Philly is can Joel Embiid stay healthy? If Embiid can stay healthy, then Philly has just as good of a chance to get out of the East with Brooklyn only having James Harden and KD with just them two there. Philly still has just as good of a chance to get out of the East without Ben Simmons and a healthy Joel Embiid with a, with a solid supporting cast and Tobias Harris, Diable, and Maxi. So we'll we'll just have to wait and see. Now, let me talk about this man, Ben Simmons. If I'm Philly, I would have you can either just go ahead and get him get rid of him, because he's obviously a problem in the locker room. Nobody in there is riding with him no more. The stuff he is doing is childish. And he can only blame himself. How if you're this great and all you and you know mentally, all you know is that or all you're hearing is that if he gets a jump shot, he's LeBron James 2.0. Me personally, if I was built like Ben Simmons and I knew that my jump shot was the only thing holding me back from winning a championship, every offseason, I'm in the gym with one. I'm getting in contact with like Ray Allen, Reggie Miller. I'm getting in contact with some of the NBA's best shooters in the league and that have played in the league. And I'm going to get my jump shot right. I don't care what it takes. My jump shot would be would have been corrected by year two. That's just my way of thinking. But Ben Simmons clearly does not think like that. He thinks that he he can just do whatever he wants because he's a top-tier player in the league and he can get away with it and not have to worry about developing his game. And he can just stay the same throughout his career and be okay. It don't work like that, Ben. I'm here to tell you firsthand it does not work like that at all. So let, let's... Let's stop pretending. And let's... Daryl Morey, trade him. At this point, his trade value has been dropped to the point where all you can get is a bag of cookies for him because he's a problem in the locker room. He's scared to shoot. And with this past playoff performance, that's... That's... Teams already know that's what you can possibly get out of him in the playoffs and maybe even on a nightly basis. 
where he just doesn't shoot the ball. He makes mistakes offensively. Defensively, there's no question. He can still put people on lock. But he, he's just got to go. He's just a cancer in that locker room, and he does not deserve to be in Philly anymore. Philly deserves better than this as a franchise and as a fan base. The 76ers deserve better than Ben Simmons. That's just my take on it. It's time for him to get out of Philly. Sorry, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but that's pretty much all we got time for today. At least this part. I told y'all a part two would be out later this afternoon. Uh, Just stay tuned. Thank you for listening to the morning segment. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brother Mar. You can follow the show on the Elite Sports Podcast on Facebook. Again, another episode will be dropping later today, so stay tuned. I'll be on Twitter at posting... We'll be posting questions throughout the day, what y'all think about this past weekend's football games, what y'all thought so far about the NBA season and how it's kicking off and picks for the World Series. Who do y'all have? Y'all got the Dodgers taking it or do y'all have the Braves? From what I've seen and how everybody reacted when the Braves actually put a stamp on it and punched their ticket to the World Series, it seems like everybody in America is rooting for the Braves. So if anybody can tell me why they hate the Dodgers so much, that'd be great. Because I've I haven't been following baseball as closely as I have in basketball and football throughout my life. So I just need to know. This this is this is Chad's area of expertise. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Elite. And I'll catch y'all later. I don't know.